Hey everyone, it's Erin and Corey and Kirsty, and this is the Angsty Book Society. And we're live from New York City. Do do do. Hi, this is the Angsty Book Society, and we have a special guest here today. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bailey. She's a librarian, and she likes books. She doesn't speak much. <laughs> We're not in a library. No. It's just shushing people. Yep. No library. Actually, that's a big stereotype. Yeah. I should not promote that. I just, I just wish it was. Right. The last time I went to the library, we it was about, like, very loud. Things that happen at libraries and things that are. Well, I wanted to have, at the end of the episode, I wanted to, I was looking up librarian quizzes so we could quiz Bailey in the end. And oh have my god. god. <laughs> and then have a librarian yeah. episode, and then have a special librarian episode. Okay. Uh-huh. Ask I'm her scared now. all the questions. Good. So all I could find was, should, should I be a librarian? Answer these questions <laughs> to see if you should be a librarian oh, that's a good or not. One. Okay. Yeah. I feel I like I'm I, every stereotype of a librarian, so. Yeah. Like, we'll just knock down those stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I'm Kirsty. I'm Corey. I'm Erin. I'm Bailey. And thanks for tuning in with us today. Tonight, whenever it is that you're <laughs> to be listening to this podcast. Thanks for tuning in on your radio. The AM radio. radio. I don't know what it is. I've got like a transatlantic like little radio man living in my head right now. And I can't (laughs) get him out. So if I sound like I came from the 1930s radio, you know why. (laughs) So. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So if you haven't listened to us yet, our... Our goal is just to kind of talk about books and our emotions about them. We get really attached to things and people who are not real, and it's fine. Maybe if we read, like, a memoir biography one day, it'll be real, but... No. Probably not. We read a lot of fantasy and YA, so here we are. Um, The book of the cast, this... uh, Oh, wait. Let's set the mood. Yeah. Let's set the mood. We got coffee... Erin, what you got? You got your tea? I got some chai tea because I can't drink t- coffee after 6 p.m. She's got to work at 9 a.m. It's just too much for her. And then we're, what are we smelling, Corey? Um, I didn't have a candle to, to burn today, but we've got some essential oils going. Mm. It's a blend that's like a anti-stress. So uh, <laughs> I hope you guys are all feeling really chilled out tonight. Um <laughs> So yeah, it's like a stress blend. I think it's got some clove <laughs> it's like in a it. Starbucks drink. <laughs> it's a stress so like blend. A stress blend. <laughs> a grande stress blend. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what that's what we got cooking on the. Not actually cooking. Don't cook your essential oils. <laughs> it's in a diffuser. Um, so yeah, that's you know it's kind of like a spicy soft. It smells like a pillow or something. Hello. A spicy pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so our book of the cast this uh, month was the cruel, the cruel. Oh God! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> the crueler donut. The crueler, cruel, cruel. <laughs> Maybe coffee was a bad idea. <laughs> this 
we're just having a hard time today. I woke up way too early, around like six, and I've just been going all day. Um, ha, the complete opposite of the other day. Yeah, where I slept till five p.m. <laughs> and lost our whole day. I lost my entire day, and then I had to go to bed like a few hours later. It was terrible. So let's not talk about me anymore. Let's talk about the Cruel Prince, which is our book of the cast of Ooh, this month, which me. is yeah. May. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in this episode. Um, the cruel. All right. I'm very excited the, for this episode. I've been holding in these feelings for like four months now. And this is Aaron's. I finally read this time. goddamn book. Yeah. So Corey got like three books. I got one book. Aaron gets one book finally. Bailey, you know, you, you can have a book, too. You yeah. just let us know when you're yes. ready. You Bailey can pick wants a book. us to read Nancy Drew. Oh, we can. Oh, yeah, the first <laughs> Nancy Drew. Just the first one. She's so bougie. Like, <laughs> I never realized <laughs> we can tear her apart. <laughs> I would love to tear apart Nancy Drew. Yes. Yeah, let's bring her down. <laughs> uh, the cruel prince... <laughs> Word. You're having a really hard time with that All word. All right. Uh, I've, got, I've got the... Say the author's name. <laughs> I can't do it. It's The Cruel Prince is by Holly Black. Oh, my God. Uh, and I've got the description pulled up as well as the Goodreads information. Um, I can read the inside cover for any interested parties. Please do. <clears throat> Go for it. I haven't read it. It's always interesting. <laughs> Just immediately skips the book description. All right, make we, something we up. She did that before. She thought <laughs> Gilded Wolves was still about werewolves. <laughs> Rest in peace, the episode that will never see the light <laughs> of day. Episode you'll never hear because I accidentally in. deleted Where it. Where are the werewolves? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is about werewolves. All right, the inside cover Guard Your Mortal Heart. Jude was seven when her parents were murdered and she and her two sisters were stolen away to live in the treacherous high court of fairy. Ten years later, Jude wants nothing more than to belong there despite her mortality, but many of the fae despise humans, especially Prince Cardin, the youngest and wickedest son of the high king. To win a place at the court, she must defy him and face the consequences. As Jude becomes more deeply embroiled in palace intrigues and deceptions, she discovers her own capacity for trickery and bloodshed. But as betrayal, as betrayal threatens to drown the courts of fairy in violence, Jude will need to risk her life in a dangerous alliance to save her sisters and fairy itself. From the number one New York Times bestselling author Holly Black comes the first book in a stunning new trilogy filled with twists and enchantment as one girl learns the meaning of true power when she finds herself caught in a web of royal fairy intrigue. So that's the description on the inside cover. Uh, as of recording date, which is the was it the twenty sixth? Yes. May twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. It has a four point one seven stars out of um, ninety three thousand and seventy two ratings, with sixteen thousand four hundred and twenty nine actual written reviews. So it's a pretty impressive, pretty impressive uh, reception 4.1? there. 4.17. 4.17. Should be higher. Oh. <laughs> what would you give it? This was when I kind of struggled a little bit rating because I really enjoyed it, um, but I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Um, it's either, 
I want to say it's like a four or a five, but I'm maybe leaning a little bit more towards a four. But at the same time, like as soon as I finished it, I wanted to like go back to page one and start it over. Is so, it just because it started slow for you? Yeah. It okay. took me a really long time to get my mind around the world that Holly Black was building. But once I got to the end of the book, I was like, now I want to go back and read it again, knowing what I know now. And hopefully that will help everything else like, make more sense. Yes. What did you give it? I would give it... <laughs> <laughs> I would give it a strong 4.825. Wow. <laughs> Round it up. I think, I guess a 5, because... The reason I would give it a little bit lower is just because I would want the, like this book to be slightly longer before it went into Wicked King. Um, I don't know because. Oh yeah, I do. I did not. I did not read the Lost Sisters. What Aaron just said, which apparently has some stuff to it about two of the main characters that are twins. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, I liked the beginning and how it went into Jude's life. I I don't know. I thought she was interesting. Um, I liked learning about the world. But it was a little bit slower. And I kept waiting for action to happen. And like little things would happen that I thought would become big things. But it just kept building and building and building. And that's what I think what made it like a full five for me. Is that it did keep getting bigger and bigger. And have, like, one giant thing that happened in the middle, and then it was kind of, like, meh to the end. It was just, like, it built, and then it hit this giant arc, and then it just kept going. Aaron. Five. Five. All fives. Five's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bailey. Okay. <Or> you remember. <laughs> I know. So I read this book almost a year and a half ago, because Holly Black visited our library system, so I was like super pumped for it and I think I had just finished A Court of Wings and Ruin. So I was on a book hangover waiting for Frost and Starlight to come out and this really hit the spot. I gave it five stars yes. last January on Goodreads <laughs> <laughs> and was like, oh, I was in the mood for fairy tales and this hit the spot. So Yep, I gobbled it up so fast that I don't remember very much. But, but I was so pumped about it last January. Yeah. Uh, having discussed it a little bit before recording, do you stand by? Do you stand by your your five? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe like a four and a half to a five. Because I did start Wicked King this year and like couldn't get into it and ended up returning it so I feel like I need to reread oh, Cruel no. Prince and then I can read Wicked King and then maybe I'll just wait for them all to be out I would <laughs> wait until Queen of Nothing comes out yeah. because you're gonna want to go right into that it is pure torture yeah. waiting for that book to come out I'm worried about finishing Wicked King now <laughs> I'm almost done I we went up a lot of anxiety for Kirsty about finishing the book because how I felt at the end yeah. so yeah Erin and I went to the uh, finale 
uh, book signing with Stephanie Garber, and I remember I don't know how we got onto the topic, but Stephanie Garber and I were talking about like what we were currently reading, and I said I was reading this, and she's like, "Oh no, you should wait until <laughs> until yeah, Queen of Nothing you know. comes out because Wicked King is going to make you want to throw things." Yeah, um, she was saying oh, how no. it gives you yeah, yeah during their little interview thing in the beginning, she was saying. Like, she pretty much described her feelings at the end of Wicked King as, like, just anger and annoyance. And she really just used more of a sound <laughs> than a... She just kind of went, like, ugh. Kind of. And I was, like... And so when I met her, I was, like, thank you for putting into words the feeling at the end of Wicked King that I could not put into words. Thank you for putting into grunts. She was like, so that. I'm so happy that you are on the same page because I'm trying to get them her to read it my friends to read it and then yeah, yeah and then Corey was next yeah. she was like yeah so I'm reading Caraval and The Cruel <laughs> Prince because Aaron told me to like, mm-hmm. here we like, are. yeah read them yeah I've just been out of the world too long and read like 60 books since then so you're back I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in a lot of other worlds yeah back <laughs> what was the most recent world you were in oh my gosh <laughs> So I say it, I've been in a reading slump, but it's been since, like, January, so I don't know what's going on now. Like, maybe this is just me, oh. how I am now. But I kind of recently read Looking for Alaska for the book club that I lead for teens at my library. Didn't really like it, but <laughs> I don't know. Damn. I need some fantasy again, because yeah. that was just... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think I liked Looking for Alaska. What's the one I, I didn't watch it yet, or watch? Yeah, it. I didn't read. I think it yet. that's the one I did it. like out of the. <coughs> I don't know. I have like that set of four books of his, and I only liked that one, not the others. Okay. You give me one of them that I need to read. Fallen Our Stars. Yeah. That one's really sad. I'm okay. ready for those to just. I'm gonna sell them to your work because I don't want them. We will probably buy them for like. A quarter. That's fine. I'll go get some. Well, Grayson's like super bubble good. gum. I'll go get some coffee. Yeah, come get some coffee. We got some free coffee up front. <laughs> I'll go to a different half price books. <laughs> Wait, you Aaron, guys, you guys have coffee? We do. Oh, I had no idea. Everybody's like, your coffee's really good. It's like it's Folgers. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. We Trade just make secrets. it. Erin, really, can you cut that out? We just make it really <laughs> strong. <laughs> just folders. <laughs> Every time somebody compliments the coffee, I'm like, I don't know what to tell them because I'm like, will you feel any different if I tell you, <laughs> or will you feel like your whole life's been a lie because you're thinking folders is like cheap coffee, but you like it and you could have just buying folders this whole time. And been living your best life. Ed tried to get me to drink Folgers, and I could not finish a cup. It's it is so disgusting. It's a, it has a bitterness to it that I don't like, and I love the smoothness of a, a good Dunkin's coffee. Yeah, yeah. Dunkin'. I've been buying coffee at Aldi, uh, and it just doesn't have that nice. Yeah. Like smooth. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's cheap. So some coffee is just like sharp in your mouth. It stays sharp. I'm going to cut all of this out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. Pass uh, the sharp coffee. Let's talk about our characters and plot synopsis. Erin, do you want to take us through our cast cast of characters here? Our Our, major players? Our main character is Jude Duarte. Duarte? Is that how you say it? Duarte? Yeah. 
Your dad's Spanish? Dewart. Dewart. She is a mortal human living in this fairy world. Yes. And she wants to fit in and be respected, but she doesn't want to be a lady. She wants to be a knight. Yes. She wants to fight. She's got a little bit of like an Arya Stark complex. A little bit, yeah. yeah. I'm not a lady. Oh, yeah, Brienne. I don't know if... I think that our girl Jude is a little bit more of an Arya. She's totally... She a, oh, she's <laughs> so Arya. Yeah. Wicked King, she is Arya. Ready for blood. <laughs> Unlike her sister, though. Her sister... Um, then she has a twin sister named Taryn. They're identical twins, which is They're important identical. later. And it's crazy. They like to bring up in fairy that they don't have twins. So they're very interested in these two sisters. And since they're humans, they also have womanly curves in their teenage years. Yeah, they do. Uh, apparently fairies that. are just sticks. So. Um... Yeah, Taryn just wants to dance. She wants to fit in. She wants to be a lady. She just wants yeah. to get married and be happy. Yeah, she said she wanted to fall in love. And they have an older sister named Vivian, or Vivi. She is half fairy. Yes. But she doesn't like being a fairy. She doesn't want to fit in. She wants to go live in the human world. That's her little rebellion. She does everything to rebel against her father, Maddox. Um, and Maddox killed Jude and Taryn and Vivi's parents. And then... In front of them. Yeah, in front of them. And then <laughs> kidnapped all three children, brought them back to the fairy world. And was like, hey, now you live here. Because he at least has honor. And because honor. of honor, I have to raise you as my own. But just forget that I murdered your family <laughs> and pretend I'm your father now. Which they did, except for Vivi. Um, he is the general to the king's army. He's really weird. I can't. I, mean, I didn't like him. He but reminds he me like, more of a demon than a fairy. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's definitely not like a loving father figure. Yeah. He reminds me of somebody, and I can't think of it, but it will come to me later, hopefully, before this is done. Is it the devil? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yes, the you devil. Know, you know, now that you say that. Judas. <laughs> Jude. Judas. <gasps> Matic. Matt. Maticus. Judas. <laughs> Matic. Judas. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> um, and then Matic is remarried yes. to Ariana. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say evil stepmom, but she just kind of Ambivalent is a little, stepmom. yeah, she just kind of sticks her nose up towards the mortals, kind of, and thinks she's better than them. I feel like partially she doesn't know proper, like, mortal man- manners either, so I think sometimes she's just kind of like... I think that's just how fairies are. Yeah, I think yeah. she's just kind of careless, and she's a little extra, like flighty and careless and a little extra rude but not in like a a hateful way but every now and then I think in a hateful hateful way but I think Jude is a little um, sensitive sometimes yeah and then they have a little brother named Oak that 
in the end of the book, you learn lots of secrets about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just a little boy. There's yeah. nothing. He's annoying. Is he supposed to be, like, ten? I think younger than that. I, younger than I think that, he's like younger. Seven? Yeah, like, eight or something. I keep forgetting what age he is because, like, sometimes they're really, like, heavy-handed with him, like, holding him and the way they treat him, and sometimes they're the not, and I'm like, wait, what Audiobook a- made the voice so high that, like, yeah. I literally thought it was, like, a two-year-old. I sometimes <laughs> thought he was two, and then other times I was like, there's no way he's two. He has to be, like, five or eight. I thought he had to be at least a little bit older because in the end of the book, Jude resolves to, like, seven years or whatever, and seven years, like, I'll be this, and Oak will be this old, and, um... Or like, but she never actually uses an age. She kind of references like. But before she said ten years. In, yeah, yeah, it's until he is in like teenage years, not until he's eighteen though. I think it's before that. Okay. I just like that part was a little unclear. So yeah, maybe he's remember. actually, if he would be eight, ten years, that'd make him sixteen. Yeah, I yeah. think it was something like that. I don't know. I could totally have just forgotten. We're just guessing now. Yeah. Email us at theangstybookclub at gmail.com and guess what age Oak oh, is. Oh, I was going to look it up. Oh, yeah. oh got, do you want to know? We've got a librarian yeah, here. Librarius over here. <clears throat> After what is the lots of Googling. It says that he's seven. Oh, okay. good guess. Oh, close. Seven going on 17. <laughs> like Jude. Because Jude's 17, so I mm-hmm. guess she is like, oh, 10 years and he'll be as old as me, which I think I'm an adult. Yeah. Pretty much. She does think she's an adult. Okay, yeah. it says he's smaller because he was born <laughs> at an early age. What does that mean? Oh, oh you don't oh, remember. We'll get into that. Yeah. But everyone's born at an early age. Oh. Like, premature. You were born when you were born. <laughs> you were born you were at an early age. It was actually just like a different age. I was born when I was <laughs> like, the ice age. It was the early age. The early age. People were smaller in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So that's Anyone kind of else? that family. Then we have oh, yeah, the, all the of the crazies. other. Yeah. yeah. We got Cardin and his posse. Yeah, Prince Cardin. <laughs> Whipping off fairy the wings. Youngest. <laughs> Of the royal family, so he knows there's really no place of him becoming king. So he kind of just does whatever the hell he wants. He's pretty all the rude time. to like a ton of people. Yeah, he, everyone. He has a tail. He does have a tail. With a little tuft yeah. on the end. That was like hard <laughs> to like wrap my mind around. I, I don't know. Like I got I, used to pointed ears. I got used to wings. Yeah. You know, and, and then like, I'm like, what? Horns yeah. and goat horns, and they're like, "What kind of horns do they got?" And it's like, I don't know. Let me think about it. No, he's got a tail. Yeah, I actually had to go like look at fan art because I couldn't like wrap Ooh, my mind around. That's a good idea, though. What Cardin looks like with <laughs> his tail? Um, and there were it's like actually like a drawing I found where someone had actually done like a a character study drawing in what a human or like a humanoid type person would look like with a tail. <laughs> so. Oh. Is it anything like uh, what's his face from Carry On? <laughs> Simon. No spoilers for for Carry On though, because I don't know right. Bailey. Have you read Carry On? No. Oh, it's God. good. It's so good. I'll live well, it I mean, to we you. We already 
recorded and posted that Don't episode. So it. we I know, did. She okay, should look. still read it. You should read it. It was really good. Okay. <laughs> um, and then it. Carden has some friends. There's some. Locke. Nicasia and Valerian. Those are his yeah. main his main trio. Valerian mm-hmm. has my favorite name, but he has the worst attitude out of them all. He was the freaking worst. Well, Locke might be the worst. Locke is absolutely the worst. I think that's like what makes these characters so Actually, lovable. Actually, no, Nicasia is the worst. <laughs> is it Nicasia? I like Nick Cage, but Nicasia. I thought it was Nicasia. Like I said, Nicasia too. Nars, like narcissist. Nicasia. I guess Nicasia narcissist. Like because I can pull up the audiobook. I'll say Nicasia because it's Nicasia's sister. Yeah. His mermaid other half fairy sister thing. Water person. She's the worst. Um, I don't know. Locke's pretty bad. That's what's great about all these characters, though, is that they're, like, (laughs) all all pretty despicable. Yeah. All of them. Like, there's not a good one in the bunch. (laughs) Vivi's good. I'm not... I don't trust anyone at this point. (laughs) She... Um, They're all on my list. As you should not. I mean... Um, and then... Heather does it. (laughs) (laughs) Heather, Heather is actually the devil. <laughs> we didn't talk about Heather. Heather is Vivi's human girlfriend. Oh, yeah. She's a minor character in this book. In this book. In this book. Oh, <laughs> I've read them both so close together, all three of them, because Lost Sisters, too. So I had to, like, yeah. really look I'm, at my notes and separate how I feel about I'm each in a person in place each book. Right yes. So don't let me. <laughs> If you I'm spoil like, the wicked, wicked, the wicked, the wicked, the wicked, I my thread doesn't even spoil the hold any. For me. <laughs> <laughs> my thread doesn't even hold any water anymore. But if you spoil the wicked king for me, I will destroy you. Well, just don't the like person. anyone or get any hopes for I have anyone. None. So I'm on the right path. That's I am that way. very. I don't. You can't trust anyone. No. No Don't one trust anybody. Yeah, <laughs> everybody lies. Um. Yeah. So that's uh, Carden's friends. They still are lying. Then Carden has like a thousand siblings. <laughs> Ten thousand um, siblings. And then one of them has a team of spies who Jude becomes friends with. So we've got the Roach, mm. the Ghost, and the Bomb, which they're some of my favorite characters. I would say they're pretty interesting. They cool. They cool. We got Dane's the one leading them, which is yes, Carden's brother. And then Belkin is the other brother that is... Balkin. Balkin. Like a bale of hay. Kin. Yeah. A bale of hay full <laughs> of children. <laughs> full of siblings. Balkin. Would you like that to play on GLaDOS? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, Google. <laughs> Would you like me to play that on GLaDOS? No. What is it? No. Yes. Say yes. No. Google, yes. I want to know what it is. <laughs> oh. oh, I wanted to know what Google wanted us to say. Yeah. What did, what did you say? Google is just listening to us, I which is look on the app and see. pretty upsetting. What if it was think, Glenn trying to send us something? Uh, Alert. <laughs> <laughs> Level five spoilers ahead. So, if you haven't read this book at this point, um, and you don't, you I mean, like, you're fine with mild spoilers, but you want to avoid level five spoilers, go back. Go back now. Turn it off. 
read the book. <laughs> and then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. Yes. Go to your local library. Yes. Just go. Just go always. visit Bailey. Just go. Yeah, you can go visit Bailey. She actually works at every library in the country. Yeah, yep. she's just ask for her. Just go ask for <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> she will be there. She's the face of Libby. Oh, my God. She's actually Libby. Yeah. Actually, we've been calling her Bailey all the time, but it's just because like, her full name, Libby, is like her nickname. Yeah. So. Okay. Just to rearrange the letters. Yeah. It kind of yeah. works. Ba- yeah, Bailey, yeah, Libby, works. Bailey, Libby. <laughs> Same thing. Judas. <laughs> Judas. <laughs> Who wants to start? Oh, my God. <laughs> I think Kirstie does. I think Erin should because this was like her... Oh, this yeah. is what she wanted. Erin wanted this. So. I wanted this. I've been waiting. Erin needs to tell us why she's needed us to read this for so long and why we did. Because I think I started listening to it right after finishing A Court of Thorns and Roses mm. and after Farrah just drove me nuts. Oh, because you wanted more Being, fairy stuff. Yeah, See? I wanted to keep yeah, the... It's a I was thing. keeping the fairy <laughs> thing rolling. But yeah. like I read something terrible. After, I liked so. how, <laughs> how Jude was totally different, and um, she just like yes. she's always angry. She like she's didn't want the fairies to like her. She didn't want to make them like her. They she wanted them to like respect her. She wanted to earn her, her place. Yeah, fear her. She just kind of wanted to be the one in charge. Yes, and. I don't definitely I didn't know what was gonna happen in it and I like that it way it went. I like Holly Black and how she just kinda likes to drop these bombs at the end of each book. And you think it's going so one bombs. way and you're like, Okay, this is predictable and all of a sudden it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, someone else is gonna go be on the throne now. It's like you forgot about this. <laughs> Killed Never everyone else. <laughs> The one thing I wrote down as, like, the quote for, like, the descriptor of this book, and I think it's probably, like, one of the more, probably one of the more, if not the most popular one, but it's, if I cannot be better than them, I will become so much worse, which I think pretty much sums up Jude as a character. She's just determined not just to prove everyone wrong, but to just completely outdo them in terms of despicableness. Yeah, so my favorite Mm. quote, um, it's kind of a long one. It is. I am going to keep on defying you. I am going to shame you with my defiance. You remind me that I am a mere mortal and you are a prince of fairy. Well, let me remind you that means you have much to lose and I have nothing. You may win in the end. You may ensorcel me and hurt me and humiliate me, but I will make sure you lose everything I can take from you on the way down. I promise you, this is the least of what I can do. That is Jude. Mic dropping. It just gave me all the feels. Yeah. Everyone, there's so many people that I just kept getting pissed off at. And then people I didn't know I was going to be pissed off at, I was pissed at. (laughs) It wasn't kind of, like, it was different because I didn't end, like, in love or wanting more or, like, in shock or sad. I, I like annoyed angry like yeah. it was a new feeling on how to end a book yes. like i wanted more answers but i was mad at how, how we got at the characters and how they got to where they were it was, yeah i liked it because it was different 
Yeah. I wasn't like, oh my god, I love it. I was like, I have to read the next one right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, because it is very much like, I have all these feelings, but I don't know what all of them are, but I just need to know what else happens. It, yeah, it wasn't like A Court of Thorns and Roses where it was like, oh my god, I gotta read the next yeah. one. I just... <laughs> I just want to keep this story going. I this is just like, I have sense. to know more stuff. More stuff. There's There has to be more. Yeah, I definitely was not all card in lock. No. I did not get like that at all. Yeah. <laughs> During these books. That was like the kind of the, the thing that at the end of the book, I was like, oh my goodness. Because it's not a happy ending, but it's not really like a, a sad one either. Like, it's just kind of like... What will they think of yeah. next? And it like, <laughs> makes you question everything. Yeah. So like, I who s- is the cruel prince? Like, I was just yeah, who's actually yeah, cruel which prince? Yeah, which one is it? Yeah. Who's actually cruel because you don't know anymore? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and now that uh, Valyrian is dead, I know, like, Cardin is the one that, like, we believe is behind all of the terribleness, but, like, maybe he was more influenced by other characters than we thought. I just... Ugh. Corey, what, what was yes. it? You're, you want to go about why it, the That's positives me. you liked? And <laughs> mating. And Jessica. Jessica. Uh, so one of my favorite moments in the books, I'm just going to jump to the part of the book where I started to really feel feelings more invested in like what our character was doing i was getting really tired of seeing jude get her ass kicked around fairy (laughs) um and i was super confused like why she didn't want to just go hang out at the mall in the human world and just not come home (laughs) target yeah uh i was like what is what is this like character's motivation like why why is she just letting people kick her around and like tell her how to live the scene where valyrian crawls into her bedroom and then she just straight up murders him hides him under her bed and then goes out to do her super secret spy work and then comes back and buries his body and is like "Mm, hope he turns to moss and then like the next morning is like thinking about whether or not her sister is gonna notice like any blood she might have missed cleaning up I was like Okay, so our narrator's a little bit of a psycho, and that's why she's so, like, hellbent on making herself a place in this really brutal society. Like, she doesn't really give a crap about them all, or, and like, that, I don't know, I feel like she lets go a little bit of her humanity at this point of the book, and she's ready to do whatever it takes to find her place, even if it doesn't exist yet. Yeah, I'm having yeah. a hard time placing what book this is in, but she says to Vivi, um, or she or was just thinking it in her head, I don't remember, yes. but she pretty much says, like, Vivi was older. She has more memories and stuff yeah, she's of the human the world yeah. that, like, Jude and Taryn are not as, mm. were not as evolved. They were so young, they don't remember it. Like, this well, is Well, and she would just tell world. them stories to remind them yeah, of the like, human Vivi's world. Yeah, like, Vivi's like, you don't belong here, let's go back to the human world, and they're like, I don't belong there. They have no idea what to do in the human world. Yeah. Like, she only knows how to survive in fairy, and that's all she knows, really. Yeah. Yeah, I think my favorite thing about the book was just, like, I, and I talked to Erin about this a little bit, but um, it's finally a character in, a like, a fantasy novel 
who is mortal and actually like thinks like a human would and not like a specially exempt human like that was the one thing with like um because i love a court of thorns and roses but like Feyre was very she was all like tough and stuff and then she had like unrealistic human thoughts where jude is very um i don't know she's very like strong-willed and she has unreasonable thoughts of just like i like power feels good um i'm really scared but i can't let them like see my pride hurt basically like and kind of what Corey was saying about like i'm i'm just gonna be worse than them like but i don't want to go back to the human world because i don't fit in there but she has a lot of like i don't know i think human thoughts going on all the time and i i like being in her head and just relating more to that than like Feyre who's kind of and like other like characters in other fictional books where they're in this fantasy world and then all of a sudden they're kind of like in a fairy world but they're kind of like a fairy but they're mortal so they're like the exception but Jude's very human and so is her sister because um Taryn's the complete opposite of her but I like Jude because she's just kind of she's a little wild she's a wild card all the time and like, she surprises me. Like, she surprised me the whole time. She just kept doing, like, outrageous, like, things to people and just kind of going against people's wishes and just being, like, kind of... She kind of hits this... I forget which time she finally, like, gets... I think she gets mad at Cardin or something. And, like, every time after that, she basically just keeps like testing the waters and getting worse and worse and then she kills like Valerian and then she kind of like crosses that threshold of um kind of becoming a monster too instead of just being mortal and human like Maddox considers her because he didn't think she could kill and she wanted to be a knight yep yeah yeah that was uh, one of the books or the, one <clears throat> of the quotes I marked from the book was uh it's a it's Jude and she's thinking about um, who she wants to place on the throne instead of Belkin mm-hmm. and how she's going to like pull it off and like what it's going to be like once she gets like the outcome that she wants and the quote is the odd thing about is about ambition is you acquire it like a fever but it is not so easy to shed um, and like I think this really yeah. like, speaks to her humanity like she's kind of getting drunk on the, the idea of power <clears throat> and like that's what fuels her through the entire like second or third half of the book is this this like she's just getting inebriated by the idea that she will be able to rule over these people who have like treated her like a second or third class citizen yep. her entire life. Yeah. When I think that's one of the things that she can actually share with them. Like she doesn't have powers like them. She can't eat their food, can't drink their wine, but power is one thing they can all kind of like have if she, she tries hard lie. enough. They can't lie. She can lie, she yeah. Can lie. But that's the one thing I think they all could, like, have in common Mm -hmm. in that world that she can kind of, like, the only way she can be one of them is to have power because she doesn't have anything else that makes her part of fairy or fairies. Billy. Oh, my gosh. Where did you like it? (laughs) Do you remember anything? Her complicated relationship with her father. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. I think in my review I had put that Jude's relationship 
with Matic kind of shows how complicated love and family can be. <laughs> to put it simply. I don't know. It's true, but. though. At the end of the book, like, she gets in a, a sword fight, and then when the chapter ends, I thought he was dead. Yeah. Like, I, you know, because at the beginning of the book, Matic is, like, telling her, you can't, you can't kill people. You don't have what it takes, basically. Yeah. And I don't know. I just remember being, like, super devastated about the beginning, like, how they got to where they were at in Fairy. I was like, oh, my gosh. But even despite that, like, I mean, I guess she was pretty young when that happened. Yeah. So then, like, he becomes, like, her normal. Like, that becomes your norm, even though he did that horrible thing. It's like. Now you're stuck there and you can't do anything. I and felt it's compli- like, like it I was felt just weird about their relationship too, because I was like, sometimes he's a good dad to her, but he did yeah. such a horrible thing. It's like, but he was allowed to like raise them, so you can't help but be like, well, he's. But it's like good you can feel more yeah. than one way about. Yeah. Well, he like anyone, so. it. He like doesn't understand. Yeah, he's why still kind of like. It's like I did all this for you. I took you in out of the kindness of yeah. my heart because it's like, of my honor. Oh, wait. Why don't you love me? Like she broke and a rule, like, so I had to murder okay. your mom and my yeah. dad. <laughs> Plus, I rules, hated them. Man, rules are important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though they were young for when that happened, like Vivian Jude never forgot. But Taryn kind of acts like she let it go. Yeah, it's like yeah. And she does thing I didn't like about her. Yeah, it's like she didn't want it to be part of her story, so she just decided it wasn't going to be part of her story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess it's just interesting to see how different people react to yeah. terrible things. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's like a real life I think thing, so. too. But <laughs> I think Taryn, like, her character primarily focuses on the future, and mm. Vivi focuses on the past, and Jude focuses on the present. And how yeah. she can, yeah. yeah that's just, a really good way of putting it. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much exactly like they good are, on you. Yeah, <laughs> and Oak is just Oak. So <laughs> Oak, <laughs> oak is, is just child. being Oak. I guess he's in the present as well. Yeah, in his <laughs> bubble of Oak. Oak bubble. What do we not like? I was not a huge fan of Taryn. She seemed kind of like a coward. Like, I know Jude is our narrator, and so we're seeing everything through her eyes, but Taryn kind of, like, bails on Jude consistently, and, you know, we figure out later it's because she's dating Locke, and I guess she's kind of, like, in on the joke, but even when, um, Locke, oh gosh, they're in the tower, and Locke tries to kill her, and, like, glamour her oh, into yeah, jumping yeah. out the window and like because she oh, falls that's asleep Valerian. I'm sorry I don't don't listen to me back I it up I don't know who I am the I was scene, like I don't know what you're talking it's about it's like oh my god did he do that and I was like no it's Valerian <laughs> yeah I was so like the scene in that. the tower when uh, Jude falls asleep at the end of class and Valerian tries to glamour her to jump out the window and she's Jude has the thought of well why didn't Taryn wake me up and make sure that I made it out of class, surely she would have at least done that. Mm-hmm. But um, Taryn, like, consistently shows herself <clears throat> as being a really unreliable friend and really not motivated to help her sister. Oh, that was one thing I did like about the book 
that like immediately I didn't trust anyone. Like <laughs> they pretty much told you not to. Yeah, trust and anyone. you feel that way though when you're reading it. You're like, yeah. I I can't even like enjoy this character being nice to this character because I feel like they all have ulterior yeah, motives. Yeah, some like, other yeah yeah. <laughs> like, like they <laughs> tell you like no one marries for love. It's all yeah. Just, like, you're just like even I'm still like vain. even relationships that are going well. I think I'm still like. Are they, though? But they're playing a long game because they're fairies and they live forever. So, like, they play long games, I feel like, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, Taryn like, could yeah. be playing a game. Exactly. And that's what I Maybe. I yeah. Maybe I should mm. Read the Lost Sisters. They'll <laughs> <laughs> know the answers. I'm being quiet for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just... the There's a quote in the book where... Uh, I think they're, like, at one of the many parties that happen in the course of this story... And this is after Judas found out the truth about Locke and Taryn. Mm -hmm. And she says, I know why, I know why he chose, why he chose her, but I wish she would have chosen me. Talking about her sister. And it's just like heartbreaking. It is. Because the only people that Jude thinks that she has in her corner that she can trust Mm -hmm. in fairy, and the only other mortal person that she knows who's like fully mortal like her, and you know, she's been betrayed by this person so I mean it's not easy or it's not hard to see why she ends up going the direction that she does go but it's very sad to watch well I think um Taryn she kind of thinks like for her to be happy she needs to get married have kids start a family and her sisters will always be there so I think she's not thinking about not picking Jude on her side because she assumes Jude they've been through so much Jude will always be there. And they're twins. Where yeah. Jude thinks everyone's out to get her and no one's on her side. Especially after her sister betrays hers. And she still, she doesn't even really trust Vivi. Because Vivi's half fairy. But like, she doesn't really go into that. But you can yeah. just tell like she doesn't really confine in her because she's half fairy. I think she, or just because she's the older sister. Yeah, Vivi always tries to relate things back to the mortal world. So I yeah. think it's just one of those things where Jude... 100% accepts that she doesn't want to go back and all Vivi wants to do is go back and it just keep like I feel like their conversations always go back to like Vivi wanting to convince Jude that she's human and things shouldn't be this difficult and she doesn't need to live this way and Jude's just always trying to convince her that it's she's too far gone and she's lived here her whole life and it's home whether she's miserable or not but uh yeah, the whole Taryn and Jude thing is very upsetting because they're sisters and I feel like they're twins and they're the only ones who, like, I don't know if you're going to trust, like, anybody. I mean, it's going to be your twin sister and then Taryn does all. But I, I think maybe Aaron's right where it's, like, Taryn just thinks, like, Jude's always going to forgive her and always be there and they'll always be sisters. And that I think in the beginning, too, they go into that lake. I forget the Ninxies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they put them in a lake with these like evil little ninxies in there, and um, they basically say like her sister, like Tyrion, can come out without Jude, and Jude has to stay in the water. And Tyrion like waits for a second, and then she goes off to land instead of like staying in the water. But you knew like if it was the other way around, Jude would have stayed in the water with her sister, right? 
And Jude keeps defending Tyrion, saying, like, oh, it's easier if we just, like, let them win. And Tyrion knows that she should just go, and I'm glad she did, but she keeps making excuses for her. And Tyrion just keeps, like, doing these little acts to betray her, even though, like, Jude has said it's okay. You know Jude wouldn't have done the same thing. And just being sisters and friends, I feel like you just know those things. It's just very sad, because Tyrion's obviously trying to, like either separate herself from her sister so she fits in or she's just trying to make herself happy and she assumes her sisters are going to be there. So. Or she's playing a game and it's or all a, a ruse. Game. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's all a game. how did you even start this game if you're playing it? You know, like, <laughs> when does she have time to do that? <laughs> uh, I don't trust anyone. <laughs> well, you that's, shouldn't. That's the hard uh, part, though, because... You know, it's, it's her a, sister. <laughs> she should trust the one person. There are so many parts of the story where you find out that someone is planning something or there's some kind of, like, you know, backdoor deal going on between somebody that goes wrong. So it's entirely possible that, like, Taryn has some kind of plan and, like, Jude is just screwing everything up. And so Taryn's yeah. having to, like, reevaluate how to move forward with her own plan. It's like, why can't they just tell each other? Unless, I guess, they made a deal or something they can't. Yeah, because, I mean, oh, if, you know, we see Jude is under a, a daze <laughs> or a, a geese or a yee during... A gee is a gee. A gee is for like for like not karate. Not is karate. it for karate? Jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. yeah. My bad. Um, <laughs> you wear your gee and you're tied to it. Aaron is literally head desking right now. <laughs> um, Just kidding. But a, a days. Uh, did we just agree on the pronunciation? A I thought it was gaze. A gaze. Gaze or okay. A gaze. I like um, a gee. I mean, we can say I, whatever we want. I don't remember. I, I think I pronounced it a gee. Gays made more sense when Aaron said it. It sounded more right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it just felt right. Usually that's how it is. <laughs> well, anyway. Um, so we, we see in the story that Jude is heavily influenced by the gaze that Dane puts on her. So, you know, what's to say that Locke or Nicasia or Cardin or... Some other person in fairy hasn't put a gaze on her sister Taryn as well. We don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> uh. Wouldn't it be terrible? It's like that would be the only reason her sister would betray her. But if the sisters knew each other well enough, wouldn't you think that first? I don't know, cause you can't trust anyone. So here we are again. Just everyone's <laughs> <we> alone. <laughs> And now we got the wrong king. Ugh. Um, Gosh. Do we want to talk about ships in this book? Because I'm relationships. Yeah. yeah. All right. Get us get us started. You seem excited. Oh, I'm all about that Cardin and Jude ship. Oh. No. Oh, yeah. All about it. That's all I wanted, and I was like, it's so wrong. It's right. It is. <laughs> Pretty much the the moment where he tore those wings off that little moth boy. I was like. That's that's your boy, Jude. Go for him. <laughs> like you want that? <laughs> poor little moth boy didn't deserve that. He, that. Deserve he did, and that was like the meanest thing. And I was like, wow, we really aren't supposed to like him, are we? <laughs> but you can't help it. Like he's one of those like 
It's got those pointy little shoes. You can't help it. Morally, <laughs> bad characters that you just like can't help but love. Like you know, you're supposed to hate him. She's giving you all this reason to hate him, but you can't. Yeah. I love how snarky he is. You can't. Yeah. At first, I did think he legitimately didn't like her, but then I was like, oh wait, Jude's just reading into everything way wrong, and she keeps blaming him for everything because he's a prince. But like, all of his friends are really shitty, and it's like, yeah, he's not stopping them, but like, he does the best he can for a fairy. So, <laughs> out of all of them, he might have been the nicest to her in comparison. Um. But yeah, yeah, that ship, you know. And I like Maddox and uh, Oriana. Yeah. Because they're just like, they're all business. Are they, though? <laughs> yeah, oh I think so. <laughs> because the, no, because at the end of the book, uh, Jude, how they're, she's talking to Oriana and she's like realizing that Oak is actually like the bastard son of the High King. And. Oriana says something and Jude looks at her and she says, we don't discuss, you know, those matters or whatever. And then she says something later that makes Jude say, hmm, you don't discuss those things, my butt, or something like that. I wish I'd written it down, but, like, Jude literally calls her out and, and puts a, plants a seed of doubt of whether or not Oriana is being truthful about their relationship being just, a like, a business arrangement. Uh I think they are very I mean, business. I thought it was very yeah. business. I thought it was. Oh, gosh. But I think, like, <laughs> Oriana, I think she was conflicted with Oak because she's like, oh, well, he wouldn't do that to Oak. And it's like, yeah, he would because Maddox just wants power. So I felt that way, like, Maddox would, like... She only wants to keep Oak safe. ...dishonor their, like, yeah. arrangement um, versus them actually, like, being interested in each other. I think Oriana might... I don't know, though. She doesn't seem interested in Maddox, though. I don't know. But yeah, they're very business. I like that they're I just... I mean, I don't have any other ships. Do you have a yeah. ship? No. No. Oh, okay. I have I, I like, have no ships. Like, everyone freaking in sucks. This, in this harbor. Yeah. and Locke, they could all just go well, jump Heather off the bridge. Well, Heather and Vivi... I, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Heather and Vivi, they just... I just don't want to see Heather get, get tied up in this. I have, I, like, just... It's not good. It's not good. This is a toxic relationship. Heather <laughs> needs to run. <laughs> Heather. Ugh. She's... How old is Heather? How old is Vivian Heather? I'll look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I need something to do. <laughs> um, I yeah, personally cause... was not a huge fan of Cardin and Jude... Yeah, tell Both us. Of them. I think that's very interesting. Please oh. tell us more. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably a little bit more biased because of I read Wicked King already, but I liked it at the I end of this. Like, yeah, I liked it before. I liked I like, him at least right away. Like, yeah. I knew uh, for like from the very beginning, I was like, oh, that's the guy. Like, I knew something was gonna happen. Like, Locke totally threw me off. I was like, what is this idiot doing? Like, no, Jude, do not hang out Locke with this guy. Locke is a Tamlin. He freaking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Tamlin. Um, I definitely knew that Locke was gonna be some kind of red herring, or he was gonna be you know, plotting against her or something like that. Like, I knew Lot was a means to some kind of end, but I feel like Cardin is, like, like, if Jude is riding the train into Despicable Town, Cardin is, like, the conductor who shows up (laughs) and, like, says, like, all aboard, and, like, 
finishes the journey for you. Like, at that point, I was like, all right, Jude has become not, like, not that I don't like her as a character, but she's, like, reached the point of, like, irredeemable. Like, at this point, if she is interested in Cardin, like, there's nothing that this girl won't do to get <laughs> power. And I just think that that's a really dangerous dynamic for two people who are supposed to share happy feelings to be in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they ba- they pretty much are, like, they want the same things, but their goals are different. So they keep, like, ramming into each other with, like... They don't want to be together, but they want to be together at the same time. Like, they don't even want the relationship yeah. or it to even form. Because like, he's just, like, I can't stop they? thinking about you. And then she's like... I'll just try and kiss him and see if he's lying. And it's like, <laughs> he's totally into me. I can use this. Um, they're like, I think I like them because they could, if they would just let it happen, they could balance each other out. But how they're going right now. It's too much evil. They keep making each other worse as people. But I mean, like, that's what she wants. And that seems to be what he wants. So I guess it's a match yeah. made in heaven. <laughs> That's just you two absolutely despicable people. Yeah. Falling in love because they're both despicable. I just. But they're being despicable about different things where Locke was being despicable at somebody else's, like. It's for his entertainment. His entertainment. Yeah, and I think that's that's why I don't like Locke. Like, Cardin is, like, despicable to be despicable about, like, things, but he's not, like, evil. He's, like, he's cruel, but he's not, like, evil. But Jude, Jude, I think, is going towards evil. Jude is evil. I think she is cruel <laughs> and evil because, like, her fear is what drives her, and she just lets she that. She is the cruel prince. Yeah, she is the cruel prince <laughs> and the cool prince. Um, <laughs> and the crueler donut. But, uh, yeah, she just, like, I feel like she wants to be evil, so she just keeps, like, doing the worst things, even when people are trying to help her. But also, you can't trust them, so I can't blame her either. I'm I'm totally on her side because I'm on no one's side. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think... But yeah, Locke is just like... He is the just... like use. He's like making stories and like doing weird shit. Like, he is like a <laughs> sociopath. But I mean, in fairness to Locke, yeah. he does live in a big house by himself. He is right. so... <laughs> he hasn't had parents in a he very long time. All that time and space to, to, to come up with yeah. this stuff. He's just making up stories because he's lonely. <laughs> Poor guy. doing the best he can. That picture of Luke. Oh. And Gracie. Um, okay, so can we talk about how we all interpreted the ending of this book? Because there is a lot of information yeah. going on. I was so confused anyway, so. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Jude tricked everyone. Oak has no idea what is going on because he's a child. <laughs> Cardin is pissed. He just pissed. thought he did a good job. Everyone is dead. Maddox is pissed because his coup failed. And he's been poisoned. And yeah, he's just, everyone is pissed. Jude thinks she's queen of the earth. And, (laughs) yeah. So, here's my thing where I was a little confused. Because of the way, I think it's the bomb who tells her um, that they found a new name for her. It's the queen. I wasn't 100% sure whether or not Cardin getting crowned by Oak was an accident. It like made me. It wasn't an guess. accident because Jude, Jude planned it. I thought the plan was for Cardin to crown 
Oh. That's what she told Cardin. But then, isn't it, isn't it, am I, yeah, hope I'm not so, ruining the next book. I thought it was in the epilogue where she talks about how it yes, went her yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, So. That's why we were telling you to read the epilogue. I told you it answers. It. See, <laughs> and this is why I was confused. Because I, I thought we yeah. ended up knowing that she did that to Cardin okay. because he was pissed. I was confused because Be- when I read it, then, I was like, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, like, they, yeah. the reason her nickname, I think, is Queen is because they did that contract kind of thing where now she pretty much is in charge of Cardin instead of in charge of yeah like that promise that they made she could like command him yeah so pretty much she is gonna end up running the show and Cardin's just gonna sit there for a year and a day and play king a year and a day and play king until pretty much what's happening take the throne I'll have to go and read the epilogue I I swear to god if I apologize a thousand times if that was not in the epilogue but I thought I ended the book I thought I ended the book knowing yes that's what was was next a little confused because the bomb saying that she was the queen I was like oh wait is this another deception that's just happened well I think it is kind (laughs) of confusing because she I mean yeah you're on the same page you think that they're gonna crown Oak this whole time and then that happens and you're like oh my god what and then you find out that was her plan see I was confused because I remember when she was talking about planning the whole crown thing she's like Oak's too young to rule because that'll put Maddox in power no matter what and I was like okay so she's gonna put the crown on Cardin and then she just didn't she didn't just say didn't she was gonna do Cardin. it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, and then I didn't I guess I was reading like way too fast or something, and they're like, and Cardin's kneeling, and I was like, okay, and Oak will put the crown on his head. Yeah. And then they're like, then she told him to freeze. And I was like, why is she telling him to freeze? Because they're just putting the crown on his head. I was like, I guess it was part of it. And then I was like, Oh, I read it wrong. It was actually supposed to be <laughs> they were like tricking Cardin, but the whole time yeah. I just thought Cardin was getting the crown anyways, and I was like, Why are they being so like weird about it? About yeah. It? Yeah, like why are you being so cagey about putting the crown? That was like your whole plan. I was like, Are you gonna kill Cardin? And I thought that was gonna happen. And then I was like, Oh no, it was supposed to go on Oak's head, but Oak put it on Cardin's head and that wasn't supposed to happen. I just got very confused. Yeah, so then you got Cardin's pissed because yeah. Jude lied. She's the only one that can lie. No yeah. one else can yeah. lie. And she, he just wanted to, like, <laughs> well, and he just party gave her yeah, his big that's house. All he a year and a day of his yeah. life of just, like, right. listening to her. Like, so he, rules. yeah, you don't even know what's going on in his head besides he just, I think he describes the look on his face. He's Do you just remember fuming. how you felt, Bailey? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, I was probably like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Just was, like I am right now. No. <laughs> if I know similar. year and six months ago, <laughs> ditto. <laughs> uh, okay, do these fairy, do these fae, it's my middle name, by the way. Um, do they live like hundreds of years like other fae? I think so, yeah. yeah. And so like, that's nothing. Yeah, because well, she said <laughs> how their mortal life yeah. is so short. It's yeah. Well, one of the early. mortals and some of the mortals live a little bit longer if they keep living in fairy though, and I yeah, don't it understand like that. Yeah, it like pauses the way they age or something. But I wonder if there. because mm-hmm. she goes to the human world every now and then that she does age. But if you commit to staying in the fairy world, then you don't. I think that's what. Yeah, I, think I that's still what remember. It seems like there's a what few like different fairy things like I know she talks about um, charms like they do the roan berries mm-hmm. and the salt in their pockets and they put salt in their food um, 
and then wearing stockings inside out so people can't they don't like get lost in the woods or something like that <laughs> something like ridiculous. yeah i thought those are like super i love when like they make ridiculous things and she's like riding a toad with her stockings like inside out and just putting salt in her pockets and it was can be- you imagine yeah. it was because <laughs> of this whole book life until you were 17 <laughs> um i was at the bookstore the other day and i found a, like a fairy book and it's just like yeah. a folklore yeah all the truths and folklore and all the stuff about fairies that's all it is it was because of this book i was like i know some of the things they mentioned yeah. in this yeah. book and like other fay fairy type things but i'm like what all where, where did all of it come from yeah yeah i know did holly black's like really inspired by those like yeah classic fairy tales and kind of the she has a lot creepy of the stuff in the book too from yeah erin uh, do you know since you i guess you've read like fairy fl- folklore recently um well, I, haven't, in, I haven't read it yet i just skimmed through okay it. you just kind of skimmed it's pretty if you skimmed purple. uh do you, or any of you you might know too bailey or corey <laughs> Um, cause I read An Enchantment of Ravens, which was like, uh, I was so excited for that book and I still haven't read it since it came <laughs> out. So it's like an, a nice light read. I yeah. think it's super interesting and I think it, it, it'll remind you of all the fairy books and all the fantasy books you've read with like kind of kingdom and stuff like that and a lot of fairies, but like it goes on like almost an ugly take on fairies, which is really cool. Hmm. But um, in that book, the primary thing in there is that, like, fairies can't make, like, crafts, so they can't do art, they can't cook, they can't They paint. kind of say that uh, in this. Yeah, they and they, they do. They can't cook. But they said something about them playing, like, flutes and stuff, and if, mm-hmm. like, Jude could play, or, like, Jude could learn a trade, basically. But they mentioned that some fairies could, but I didn't know why that's a thing. Like, they can't make stuff. Yeah, they kind of talk about it in this one. They do. Because uh, that's why they have human I'll servants. I'll look into yeah. it. Yeah. I'll look into it with my yeah. book. Because that's what Enchantment of Ravens was basically. They, like, they almost, like, like, not worshipped humans, but they, like, were so interested in them because they could do all these things that they couldn't. And they treated them completely different than, I think they're like, jealous of humans being yeah. able to do those things, but then... That's what I'm wondering if there's, like, that kind of vibe going on here. Because they could control humans in a way, then yeah. that made them superior. So they need the humans kind of... Yeah. Like, they need them. them. They can't get rid of them. But yeah. they oh hate God. them. Can we talk about the, the, like, moment in this book that was, like, the mouth drop, heart-wrenching moment for me? Yeah, I want to know what it is. Uh, I, I like just remembered <laughs> it because it gets overshadowed by all of the other horrible things that happen in this book. Um, when she, when Jude goes and steals the servant girl oh, yeah. from oh, no. their household, it's Balkin's household, right? And she steals her mm-hmm. and convinces her to come with her. And she's like, we're going to get you back to the human world. We're going to help you out like you're gonna be oh, fine and she didn't want to go right and, yeah. and okay like they it's get coming on those back. like flying horse type things or whatever yeah. and vivi's on one like opening the portal or whatever into the human world and like jude and the and the servant girl are behind them and like she just the servant girl just jumps off the creature and falls into the sea and i it was so yeah. sad. Her mind just could not <sighs> comprehend what was happening, like because she was under that spell for so long that she would rather have just been, like, 
dead and when you don't know how old she was yeah Yeah. like her entire life could have been how long she'd been there yeah yeah and And that's what i realized was like damn she could have been there for like hundreds of years and not known and like finally remembered like oh i remember when i got kidnapped that was like years ago my entire family doesn't know where I am. I don't even have a family. Like, what if she had a terrible life in the human world, too? And it's just right. like, she don't even yeah. want to go back to that. But, yeah, she started putting stones in her pockets. And I'm <gasps> like, guys, like, this is not a good sign. And then that happened. I didn't even think of it. Dude, I was like, like there's no other reason for yeah, her to collect stones. Yeah, I was like, stones. something's I was happening. Like, she's going to jump. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't even uh. think about it. I was just like, oh, this girl's really broken. Like, maybe there'll be some kind of magic. I don't know. And then... She was very selfish about that. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. She understood she wanted to save this girl, but, like, that girl was fighting her the entire time. It's like, she obviously doesn't want to go with you, and you won't stop, like, pushing her her to go, and that that happened, and I guess, like, neither would be better, but I don't know. I guess that whole scene, like, serves as a, like, piece to show us, like, there's no saving someone from fairy, like, once you've been there that's not possible maybe to assimilate i don't know i haven't read the wicked king yet so i don't really know how things are going mm-hmm. out there but like so maybe that's what that scene <laughs> serves for to show us that like once that's you're in, right yeah mm-hmm. like once you're in fairy like you can't go back and yeah like but oh my god oh yeah my oh. heart just yeah. dropped into my stomach when i read that she just fell into the water and I was like what? Well and even what? Vivi just Rocks? kept telling her it was a bad idea and Jude was like no we need to like save her and Vivi's like no it's a terrible idea and then it happens and it's like Rocks? Vivi knew. So it's, oh yeah God, I was gonna Vivi's say it's right. interesting yeah. that she had more insight about that mm-hmm. but I guess I mean, it makes sense. Yeah <laughs> it hurt. Because I think Vivi acts more human than Jude does and Jude's kind of like just assuming what humans want it's like yeah girl i can see that yeah <laughs> you also have spent your entire life in fairy you don't know anything about <laughs> yeah. actual people yes you're immortal you're not a, like a human <laughs> but yeah that scene ripped my little heart out and smushed it in the dirt you smushed. it was awful so thank you for that holly black <laughs> good time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, anything else you'd like to add? I think, I, yeah, Good that talk. I think that pretty much sums it up for me. I still, like, need to do more reflecting. I really don't know what... You need to read the epilogue. I need to read the epilogue, <laughs> and then maybe I'll have an idea of yeah. where I'm write this book. But I think for me, it's going to land somewhere around a four. Um, just it's because... for you. Yeah. I, you were having trouble. I was. But I, I did give this book my all, and I felt a lot of things on the way on the way down. On the way down. <laughs> no one. <laughs> so, Bailey, um, as our resident librarian, yeah. I know you said you're kind of in a reading slump. Oh, your library questions. Oh, yeah, the library quiz. Well, I wasn't going to put it on this episode. I was going to oh. do, like, an, a special one, but okay. I'm Aww, getting tired, show. so maybe <laughs> we can do it next. We can keep putting it on. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> Bailey, what are you reading right now, or, like, what do you want to be reading right yeah. now? I know you said you're in a little bit of a Oh, I've slump. started, like, a million books, so it's fine. <laughs> But I'm listening to. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening to "Becoming" by Michelle Obama because she narrates it, so it's pretty good. And and I actually just finished another nonfiction audiobook called "Quiet: The Secret Power of 
introverts in a world that won't stop talking it has like a really long <laughs> subtitle yeah. it's really good it sounds so, great yes it's so good for like understanding introverts in your life or understanding yourself and like relationships and work i don't know it was really good maybe we should all read that yeah it's so good like a booklet about self-help books <laughs> yeah well yesterday bobby joe was like brandon and i are going to a bar with caitlin and mark you want to come and i go no i'm done socializing for today <laughs> yeah and she was like oh okay it's uh, good to like know oh. your limits it's okay yeah it's good <laughs> it's like, and then i'm reading anymore. the secret of the old clock the first nancy drew book oh, oh yeah <laughs> it's like her and her bougie life oh my gosh so bougie do you have yes. any tips for like people who want to break reading slumps like if you're in a reading slump i know like some people will like do? go back to like a classic book that they love or like yeah reread something. yeah maybe, maybe just them. trying lots of different kinds of books or trying a new genre because you never know what'll hook you in like i always pick what to read based on a mood and a lot of my moods don't make sense because i'll be like oh I'm, I'm feeling vikings like i don't know where it comes from but i just and then i read a bunch of viking books like in january it was world war ii and i read like I'm six world vikings. war ii books and like so and now i don't know now i just don't have feelings i guess because yeah. i can't think of what i want to read that's, that's but i've been fair. trying some new things like those audiobooks so i don't know audiobooks help sometimes yeah they do they do yeah i'm listening to lair of Dr- you i was i was oh. just saying they read to you so oh <laughs> you don't have to. takes half the work's done for you um i'm actually reading the lair of dreams which is the second book in the diviner series that yes. which bailey actually recommended to me so good. it's amazing because it's a 1920s paranormal YA that takes place in New York City and the narrator does all these really fun she is fantastic so good she's got a a unique voice and accent for like everyone in the story so it's not like a full cast production but it's I mean it might it you it doesn't miss anything it's so good so uh, and the story itself is incredible I love paranormal YA it's like probably like my home genre like so I'm I'm really really enjoying that and then um I actually have a I just finished obviously The Cruel Prince. I'm trying to read Throne of Glass as well and then mm. on my Kindle I've been trying to finish the Infernal Devices series so I'm like 25ish percent way through Clockwork Princess. Um so hopefully I'll finish that sooner or later. Yeah. Kersey, Aaron, what are you guys reading? um i am reading i just kept going so after i finished the cruel prince i just went straight to wicked king i will probably finish that tonight uh because i am just i need to know i want to be upset i'm ready to be upset (laughs) and i know I'm going to be upset because Aaron has told me many of times. Um, the other book I'm reading right now, I'm actually audiobooking um, Dear Evan Hansen, which is a musical. And I heard some of the music first from like a contemporary dance class I'm taking. And she played a, oh, what song is it? Oh, uh, Waving, Waving Through a Window. Yeah, Waving Through a Window. <laughs> um, and it's, I, I, hate him and I love him I hate him though I think I hate him he's like <laughs> he doesn't know how selfish he is yet but I'm not done with it but it's it's 
It's interesting. Uh, it reminds me of like Turtles All the Way Down, where I get like it's kind of it's a contemporary, but you you just get angry. I don't know. I got angry at the main character in Turtles All the Way Down too. They they frustrate me. I know like she's got some deep seated issues, and so does he. But like they are sometimes very, uh, you know, she was better. He he's he's a little rough. He's a little selfish, but he doesn't know it yet. I don't know. Maybe he does, but he's just getting to know himself. He's been quiet and introverted his whole life, so maybe he just doesn't understand attention. Uh, but yeah, that one's pretty good. And I just finished the uh, To All the Boys I Love Before series, and that was Aww, the sweetest. Uh, they're so cute. I think everybody should read them, and they're so sweet. And Laura Jean can be frustrating, too, but I love her. <laughs> and her sisters are crazy sisters. I love Kitty. Uh, Kitty's awesome. Peter is just the best boyfriend. Yeah, so that, that's what's going on right now. Crazy. Erin, <laughs> what are you reading? Um, I am in the middle or finishing up two series. I am yeah. reading, very slowly reading Finale. Yes. The last book in the Caraval series. Um, I was really excited when I got it, and then... <laughs> I don't know if anyone follows hockey, but playoff hockey (laughs) has taken over my life. And, you know, my free nights where I probably would have been like, I don't need to watch that hockey game. I would have went upstairs and read. I cannot turn it off. So I've read about 35 pages of finale, and it's been out a pretty long time. Not sports, just hockey. hockey. (laughs) Baseball, Specifically playoff hockey. Hockey is great. Specifically history-making playoff hockey. Um. Yeah, so I'm about 35 pages into that. Haven't touched that in about a week. And it took me about a week to even open it when I got it. I was really excited when I got it in the mail. And then life just changed. Um, I'm listening to the fourth book in the Lunar Chronicles, Winter. I need to start that. It is the longest audiobook I've ever listened to in my life. It is 24 hours Mm -hmm. long. I'm finally into the home stretch five hours left which sounds like a lot but after listening to it for like two weeks now it's almost over i mean and like rebecca solaire is an incredible narrator like the Mm -hmm. woman who reads it yeah but i started winter as an audiobook and i couldn't do it i got probably 22 percent of the way in and i was like i think i need to switch to my kindle that way i can read it and not see like yeah it's just so long and like there's parts where I'm like, I don't want it to end where I keep listening. Like, every once in a while, I'll listen yeah. to a couple hours in a day. But then there's parts that drag out, and I'm like, well, this did not need to be in the book or did not yeah. need to go this long, where I'll put that part off for, like, three days. I'll barely listen to it, and then I'll binge, get into a really good spot, and listen to it for, like, yes. five hours. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh. Because well, that's what I've done. Like, I cleaned my room, and I listened to it. Like, yeah. I've done a whole... I'm trying to get through it. That's what audiobooks are for, for, like, when you need to get stuff done yeah. in your house, yeah. but you don't want to get stuff done in your house. You're like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to listen to an entire book. I want to get so much stuff done. You yep. know what audiobook I listened to recently that I really enjoyed? What? I love the um, thriller genre. Um, I have, like, a 45-year-old woman living inside of my soul. 
who <laughs> she's like a divorcee who like loves to drink wine and like read thrillers read thrillers or, like so, watch lifetime and, movies yes that's like, the woman who lives in okay. my soul um, <laughs> this book is called an anonymous girl and it had two writers and i don't remember um, I, both of their names but it was very good and if you're a thriller person yeah. who likes a good kind of like the cruel prince where you have a bunch of different people and you're not sure who you can trust um, obviously this is like set in not a fantasy world it's New York City your main character is a, a makeup artist but like that was an audiobook I really enjoyed yeah because it goes from I've first person to second person oh where you have chapters where you're being told what your first person character is doing which kind of really helps build like the mystery so I really enjoyed that audiobook Got a lot of house cleaning done while listening to an anonymous girl. I want to read, like, a legit scary book. And somebody recommended one for me, and I immediately forgot what it was. Because I don't know just, if like, I could. I'd never the, diviners. the Diviners. The Diviners <laughs> is actually scary. It, there are some scenes. It is creepy. Okay. I want, like, scary, scary. I heard Night Film was really scary. Because uh, there's thrillers, and then there's, like, horror. And I want horror. Yeah. No. So if you guys have suggestions... <laughs> I want to be, like, upset to go to bed at night. You should make a post on our Instagram. I will. Please give me the scariest books you can think of. The Diviners was, like, peak scary for me. I texted Bailey at one point, and I said, (laughs) I'm legitimately scared to listen to what happens next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Erin, where are you at on The Raven Boys? Yeah. Where are you guys at? Oh, I know Bailey's at fourth book. It was just really <laughs> depressing too. for me. I really liked it, but I needed to at, get out of that for the a little bit. The audiobooks are really good. The guy who reads it is well. Yeah, because I'm yeah. listening to the audiobooks, and I just they needed a break. So, I mean, I'm barely into the second one. I oh, haven't, yeah. I've stopped. Jesus. I had to read all these other things, know, and all these things so came stuff. out, and then... Well, what happened was I've been waiting months. I was waiting months to get the third Lunar Chronicles book, Press. And then when that came out, I dropped everything and was like, I'm listening to this. Mm. Because I couldn't find it at the library and it was still on hold for the, the... ebook so i was the audiobook came out first so i was like this is it and yeah so and then i gotta finish winters i could have read three books in the time or listened to three (laughs) books in the time i've been listening to winter so yeah it's like 800 pages or something it's so long i need to get on that i guess like 24 hours i don't understand That would take me, like, almost, like, half of a, probably an entire work week if you, like, calculate bathroom breaks and stuff at the office. Like, I just took a couple day break. I didn't listen to it for probably two, two and a half days, Mm -hmm. and I just started listening to it again today. I needed a break. Actively listening to it is another thing, too. Yeah. Sometimes if you put stuff on it, it's, like, it's been, like, sometimes I'll catch myself if I'm listening to an audiobook if it's, like, been 15, 20 minutes, and I'm, like, what just happened <laughs> like how did i lose this time i just stopped listening i was just thinking of stuff and it's like i had to turn it off and like or i'll want to like finish the bit. chapter before falling asleep and yeah. then i wake up a half hour later and they're talking it's about so something else. and i'm like oh my god i had two minutes left how did i oh fall god. asleep in that two minutes and now i have to rewind all the way back i was trying to find where to some, i was like, non-fiction stuff and I just, I got, like, part of the way through, but I feel like a lot of nonfiction, they use, like, diagrams and graphs and stuff. <laughs> and, um, you miss out on those <laughs> in an audio book. They don't describe them either, so they just kind of, like, 
explain things. So yeah, yeah. couple couple nonfictions got to get back onto. And All true right. crime. I was having a hard time with true crime stuff, but whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, I think that pretty much Did wraps you up. Save the next book. We didn't. No, say. yeah. So we've got some books planned for oh. next month. Bailey, do you want to announce it? Um, no. Bailey's yeah. going <laughs> to join us because she wants Bailey to be in to on join the book again, a little more. So we said, sure. And yeah. we'd love to have her. Yeah. She wants to be current on the current book. So, Bailey, what are we reading? It's for my job. What's our plan for next month? <laughs> We're reading Care of All. Care of All yes. by Stephanie Garber. In our backup book. Is Aurora, Aurora Rising, Rising, a.k.a. Breakfast Club in Space. By Which, Amy Kuffman and Jay Kristoff. Yeah. Who I've heard are very yeah. funny, great people. Yes. They came They're to our married, library, right? too. Aww. Love makes everything better. So they have different <laughs> last names, but they both start with K. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, makes it really, really easy to organize it on my bookshelf. So thanks, guys. But they guys. put her name first. Because so her name starts with an A. Yeah. But there's and the I last name the would be first. Case. I organize yeah. my bookshelf <laughs> by the author's case. last name. But... You break up I organize mine by size and like mm-hmm. subject matter. No, oh. all right. Well, we'll see you next month with either <laughs> Caraval or Aurora Rising. If we um, give up on Caraval, yeah. So, but basically, like Aurora Rising is our backup book, just in case somebody gets to a point where they can't get it from the library <laughs> or um, there's not a copy that they can get their hands on or whatever. We always have a backup book that way. Everybody yeah, in do. our little podcast group can make sure that we're all reading the same book so that's why we have a backup book in case you were wondering so we will see you next month with our next book of the month uh we'll post on our instagram so you can follow along and make sure that you can not get level spot five spoilers when the next episode comes out yes yeah so thanks for joining us today thanks guys bye 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 Kirsty and Erin from the Angsty Book Society. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Angsty Book Society and on Twitter at Angsty Book Club to make sure you're keeping up with whatever the latest book of the month is. Happy reading! Happy reading! Happy reading!